Hey, Blue Chew wants you to have better sex, so discover your options at BlueChew.com. Chew it and do it. Go to BlueChew.com and enter the promo code TALKHOMA, T-A-L-K-O-M-A, and check out your options. You'll, uh, you'll chat with a medical professional, answer a couple questions, and the first month is free at BlueChew.com with the promo code TALKHOMA, T-A-L-K-O-M-A. All you have to do is pay for $5 shipping and first month free. Do we get free? Yeah, we get free. We get free stuff? Yeah, free stuff. Free junk? <laughs> Why are you ruining this? Uh, <laughs> I want to put some junk in some trunk. You know what I'm saying? Hey, bro, I hear you, man. With Blue Chew. I don't know if Blue Chew's going to like this, uh, this ad. They love it. Welcome to another episode of Tacoma FD. Tacoma FD. Wow, that was so... Super tough, right? Tough. You like that? But that's good. That's appropriate for... I had to take the mantle back from you. Well, you know, listen, it's not a competition. Isn't it, though? It's... Uh, I, I mean, I like your aggressive attitude today. It's very... Okay. It's, it's, it's cool. It's that's tough. That's good. Which is good for an episode that deals with street gangs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Our, this is our gang episode. Oh, my God. This is a hard-hitting episode. This is topical. Big trouble. Right. In, in Little, Little Belgium. Belgium. Yeah. Yeah. Um, hey. I like your shirt, man. Thank you very much. Uh, that was a gift, right? That was um, uh, uh, John Tanzer, who's our DP, our wonderful DP. Uh, his son worked with us yeah. last summer. Who, he was a student, and um, he worked as an intern in the camera department. And he would always be, like, doodling, you know? Like, he'd be sitting, uh, Arliss, his name's Arliss, right? Yeah. And he would be sitting, and he'd be doodling, and, and, uh, and then one day, he everyone per- got these shirts. And, you know, it makes us look kind of tired. We've got deep worry lines. Yeah. In my, this guy needs Botox. Yeah. This guy needs Botox He really right does here. under those eyes. Yeah. He needs a little makeup. And you, you're like... Amy Sparks, get in here. You're a little lopsided. Like, your, left, your left eye is... I've got the good eyebrow thing going there. you got a hunchback face going on here. But everyone really likes that shirt. I, I, uh, my kids wear that shirt around. And um, actually, we took my daughter to college recently, and uh, we were unpacking her clothes, and she had that shirt. She oh. brought it to college with her. I bet she slept with it uh, her she first might. night. She might. It's like a... It's a good, like, sleeping shirt, right? It's got that nice, soft... But, I mean, I bet she missed her daddy. Oh, and I see. Like... I see. Probably. Probably not. Probably not. You think your daughter was excited to get away from you? Oh, God, yeah. Wouldn't you be? She went to... Yes. I'm jealous of her. Wouldn't you be? I'm jealous. Don't do it. Don't touch me. Uh, let's talk about what you're wearing. You're wearing oh. hardcore firefighter yeah, stuff. Yeah. Well, no, this is, a, this is a gift from the Transpo department. Our man, Jeff Haneke. Mm. Who, um, had, who, ran the, who ran the transportation department for all Ar- seasons. He's an Argentinian. Is he? Oh, I knew that. I yeah. knew that. That's your connection. You had a good relationship with them, I had those gr- guys. A great relationship. Because those guys are like gritty, tough, tattooed dudes. Yeah. But you asked them to perform a service for you. I did, I you? did. So uh, season two, um, the president of the uh, TBS TNT True family. The one at the time. At the time. Not the current one. But he, you know, he and I got in a conversation about bidets. Right. And how we were both little sensitive tushy boys. Sure. <laughs> and so we were all at dinner, too. Right. It was a cast dinner, you know. The, I the, was there. The president, you were there. Yeah, yeah. And he said, you know what? I'm going to get everybody here a, a bidet. Bidets for everyone. The yeah. whole restaurant? The whole restaurant. <laughs> everyone on me. On bidets. my house. For all yeah, my friends. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, he sent me two. Sure, okay. Because we had the initial connection. He sent me one as well. Yeah, but he sent me yeah, two. I know, because you were the, the conduit. Yeah, and yeah. so, you know, I hooked one up in my house, but then the other one I was like, I have a great idea. I'm going to put this in my trailer. Sure. But I don't know anything about how to do that. So now I had to make... And so you're saying your trailer on the set, you know, it's your little dressing room, you know. It's right. like a, you know, trailer with a bathroom. It's it. my space. Yeah. And yeah. I want a bidet in my space. And the transport guys are in charge of those trailers. They get them, they maintain them, they take care of them. And now transport guys are teamsters. Right. So our our guy who was going to do this was a big hairy dude, and that's Chris Haneke, Jeff's brother, right? Yes. Okay. And he's uh, and a, a big scary dude. Yeah, yeah. Big beard, tats, tats everywhere. Yeah. yeah. Like a but a sweet guy. Like if he's on a wonderful, bar, you'd be a like, wonderful guy. Or like on the street, you might cross the street. Yeah. For fear that he would just kick your ass, he'd kill you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But in in real life, but but at the time, I didn't you know know him so well, and I sure. and it was kind of like you know it's like the walk of shame, but in reverse. Like I walked up with my box, it's and the box <laughs> says tushy on it. It's a tushy, <laughs> a tushy bidet, and I said, you know, th- let me just tell you this in advance. This is going to be hard for me, but I I, I I want you to know, like, you like deal with actors, and I'm sure you've heard the the 
pussiest <laughs> requests from actors in the world, and I'm going to hit you with the most pussyish right, one ever. Can you guys say that anymore? In in this case, uh, and so I, I said, um, maybe wimpy, maybe. Could, okay, the wimpiest uh, thing. Thank you. But I, why are you interrupting my flow, bro? I'm just trying to bring you into the 21st century. Bro. Okay, but this is uh, this is just a, a window into the the got time. It. Got the time. It. That word was got appropriate it. back then. Got it. Okay, got it. And so I said, uh, would you be willing to? Um, I need you to hook up the, this bidet uh, in my trailer. <laughs> and he was like, <laughs> he's like, that is the pussiest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> and so, but he did it and he did it well. And I sure. went, I had a great season. Uh-huh. And then we shot, you know, an episode. It's funny that you had to have another man hook up here. I mean, you could have done it. Huh? No, no. Now, I this don't know is, how the water works in those trailers. It, it, you, you, they, it took them a while to figure it out. Okay. And like, uh, you know, and what I had to do actually, because it's one of those ones where like you. Right, you, right. You step you, on a pedal. You step on a pedal Got and that it. gets the water. There's no handle or anything like Got that. It's it, not right. like, you know, I've installed them in my house. Kevin. Sure, sure, sure. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. No, well, you made the attack. Okay. 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 Got okay. it. Okay. And with, this, and with this, the way the plumbing worked, what it, yeah. for me to operate it, I had to put my foot down on the pedal while right. I'm on the toilet and right. then turn it. Right. So that the water was flowing. And then you go, whoo. <laughs> yeah. And then, and then uh, that actually reminds me of another story. But anyway, so, but then we did uh, the, the Christmas episode. Right. Where it was the, the gag gift, which was the bidet. And the, and the B plot of that episode is that you get a bidet. You yeah. give me a bidet. Yep. Shouldn't you open your gift? I know what it is. It's a bidet. Because Christmas is all about taking it in the pooper. Some Santa you are. And it's it's a Scrooge story we were doing, but it was the right. bidet that uh, softened me. That warmed your heart, melted your heart. It, it yeah. And it, your anus. Right. Anyway, okay, so anyway, so, so you, the guy puts your bidet in so there. So season three. And now, does he make fun of you for this? Or he says, yeah, he yeah, re- shit about relentlessly. It or, and yeah, all okay. the, and okay. I gave the team, I, I was like, I hooked them all up with a case of beer each. <laughs> like just to give them <laughs> yeah. a manly, like, thank you yeah, gift. Thank like, you. Yeah, thanks a lot. Thanks for hooking my bidet up. Yeah, and you say things, you're like, my asshole thanks you. <laughs> you know, because you're just trying to overcompensate for sure. making this request mm-hmm. of the, the tattooed hairy teamsters. Mm-hmm. Season three started, and that was the COVID season. But I saw Chris. Yeah. And he came up. First thing he said, he, he was like, brother. <laughs> brother, I got to tell you, you know, I watched the Christmas episode and it inspired me. You inspired me. I got a bidet and I got to tell you, I love that fucking thing. <laughs> I love that fucking bidet. I was like, I know, right? And, and Got it in the Teamster trailer. He, and he's like, and so that season. Yeah. They, I was like, well, I'm going to, you know, get another uh, bidet and hook it up. He's like, that's on the Teamsters. <laughs> So the, the Teamsters bought me of a day and hooked it up for no season shit. three. No shit. Yeah. Okay. Whew, that's a great one. That's a great one. Yeah. It reminds me. So They like, gave me this T-shirt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they got me of a day. Everybody buys me of a day. Um, it reminds me of that story. I, I'm pretty sure it was Beer Fest uh, when we were make, making Beer Fest. You and I shared a trailer. Yes. I mean, we shared a trailer in, in Tacoma also. Yeah, yeah. So it's like a, a dual trailer. So there's like back-to-back you know, there's a wall splitting the trail down the middle, and I'm on one side of the wall, and you're on the other side. Yeah, of the you're wall. so manly. There's a wall. There's a wall there splitting the trailer. I don't know. I'm just saying. You got your Teamster shirt on. That's what I know. it is. I'm just explaining. But the way it works then is uh, where it's connected, where that wall divides, is the bathroom because you know it's like obviously right. it makes sense. It's going down into the septic yeah. tank, and the toilets abut into the wall, and th- they are actually attached to each other. Right. And I right. remember when we were filming Beer Fest, I was uh, went in there and was sitting on the toilet. Yeah doing my business, and I heard you come in, and, you know, it's unmistakable when you enter your trailer. The whole fucking trailer <laughs> rocks. But it wasn't just that. Then you came, and you sat down on the toilet as well, and when you sat down, my toilet lifted up, and my feet <laughs> got lifted off the ground. It was like a seesaw. That was the other uh, uh, toilet, okay. trailer toilet story. Okay. I, had the, I had the same experience when I did Sky High, and um, I shared a trailer with Dave Foley. Okay. The, the kids and all. Not shared trailer, but you know, we he was on the other side of the wall. Yeah. You know, and uh, Dave Foley, kids of the hall, and we were huge fans. And you know, I was a little, you know, I was a little, you know, shell shocked by mm-hmm. meeting him. And um, and then it turns out, you know, I shared the same thing. And one day I was, you know, on the shitter in there, and I felt him sit down on the toilet on the other side, and I, I, I got a little flutter. I was like, "There's Dave Foley shitting on the other side of this wall." And did you feel him like? 
sit on the seesaw and it tried to push you up, but did I, not I did, but in retrospect, I wonder if he, you know, when I stood up, if he fell down. Probably. You know what I mean? If, uh, probably like and then buckled his knees. Anyway. Anyway. That's, didn't we say we were going to, 45 minutes, right? Yeah, that's a good way to start this podcast <laughs> with uh, 20 minutes of, of bidet. And okay, let's get into the talk. episode, right? Uh, 407, uh, Big Trouble in Little Belgium. Maybe my favorite episode. I mean, it's so fucking crazy. It's episode. a ridiculous episode. It's, it starts ridiculous and it goes ridiculous all the way to the end. Well, let's, okay, so let's talk. We got a lot to unpack here. Got a lot to about, starting with that cold open. Oh my right? gosh. The cold open is the Scottish Highlands cold open. We'll put up a clip of it. And um, I, I, I will say this, you know, this is one of those instances where that thing gets pitched in the, in the, in the writer's room. Right. And it was like, okay, we're going to do a 13th century Scottish scene or whatever it is, you know? And, um, and so uh, in my head, immediately I'm like, no fucking way. Producer hat. Right. No fucking way. There's no way we're going to shoot a Scottish uh, medieval cold opening. It's not happening. Right. And I'm – I was – I did not put my producer hat on. Right. And I was the one who was like, no, we'll just shoot it in the park. Right. You know, it's the two of us, one master, two camera. It's like simple. Sure, we just go sure. in the park. We're going to be in the park. Well, but when people see it, though, I mean, the, the, the makeup and the wardrobe is so elaborate. But yeah, so we have, these are the creative, sometimes people want to know, like, what kind of creative differences do you have? This isn't a creative difference. This is a, uh, the producer hat. Yes. And sometimes. And, and in my mind, I'm thinking budget, time. You know, all that kind of shit. But if if you also remember, there was another component to this. Yeah. Which is what I was pitching was we're going to do this piece where you invent the bagpipe. And then when we pull out of it, we're going to be in a pawn shop. <laughs> right. We're going to be in a pawn right. shop. Right. right. And and you're going to be, be looking at the, the bagpipe. bagpipe like how much is it? You're going to be trying out the bagpipe. Right. And be like, I'll take it was, right. was what the punchline was yeah. going to be. And then we would go into the hot blooded thing. Right. And you were like, hold on, hold on. Here's where the producer hat was also coming to play. You were like, sure. what pawn shop? And I was yeah. like, we'll build one uh, over yeah. in the – because we do that. We, we do, do that. We do it in this episode. We built the, the deli that you see at the end, and it was very expensive and elaborate, and it's on the screen for one second. The Belgian market <laughs> at the end of this episode. We built it. We have, we have a right. whole other building right. where we, we build, build all these things. Sets, yeah. And uh, and so there's but the compromise and this yeah. is what it's all about compromise like yeah. remember there was no argument here or anything like I'll chide Kevin sometimes will you please take off your producer hat yeah please take it off we're yeah. just being cre- let's just talk about the idea let it breathe and he's like no but on the day it's going to be expensive but you don't look at the budget <laughs> to me it's the I, matrix I the like I just see the zeros and the ones I'm like mm, the matrix right I can see what it is but so the compromise yeah. was okay. <laughs> We will be. We know we're going to be on location. We'll shoot the Scottish Highlander thing, yeah. but instead of a pawn shop, well, can we just come back in the office? Office, and I'm playing it. Yeah. Deal. Okay, fine. Deal. Close. The that's deal. how you got the, there. We go. That's how you got the thing. Yeah. Well, that's shaking hands. Clammy. He's got the clammiest hands. I went. Stop it. Stop it. Anyway, but that's what that duped him into shaking my hand. Um, yes, and you know, to your credit, thank you. Uh, it was a wonderful thing to shoot. I think it's my favorite cold open we've ever done. We had a blast. And, you know, it just goes to show you sometimes I should take the stick out of my ass. Kevin, sometimes. <laughs> are you doing a dual stardening? <laughs> no, not yet. Okay. Um, but but uh, uh, I think it's a great, it was a blast to do. I mean, it had a few things. Like, number one, I think it was 100 degrees that day. And it was fucking hot as shit. And by the way, we were also cranky because this was the day we shot the porn burning. Right. The kids in the thing where the porn rained down. And we got shut down. Are we good? Does this work? Uh, I'll take uh, an inch more. All right, that's it, guys. That's it. It's a hard out at three. It's a hard out at three. I'm sorry. That's it. We have two minutes, two minutes? Nope. We have two more lines. That's it. We had to go off into the woods to shoot this thing. And, and, um... You know, we uh, also had come off shooting Quasi, from shooting Quasi. We had shot Quasi, uh, you know, four months prior. And that was every day in these kind of uh, outfits, these kind of, uh, you know. Period outfits. These period piece outfits. And it was like a, a little bit of a PTSD getting back into that. But Kelly Kwan, you know, our wardrobe designer, did a fucking amazing job. Like when, I mean, it was exciting to be in those outfits with the, you know? Well, with the blue face, yeah, too. Yeah, the blue face that, that Amy did. I mean, it's fucking great. 
And and this really is our, it's kind of an homage to Braveheart. Like we even, like I, I say at one point, I'm like, you're out of your mind. <laughs> you're out of your mind. We were pulling yeah. lines from Braveheart. Oh, yeah. And it's like, it's fucking stupid. Yeah. It's, oh, <laughs> this is fruit in gray. <laughs> our, you know, I think your Scottish accent is better than mine. Uh, well, the thing was, we had gone through it and, and um, we had tried to find words, uh, or certainly I did, that got you into the accent. Yeah. And mine was Ewan McGregor Ewan. and leopard skin. So I'd be, Ewan McGregor, where's leopard skin? It's really you know? good. And I, and I would say those and that get, would get me into the accent. Here we go. Worms, worms. Right, Ewan McGregor, Ewan McGregor. Oh, it's fucking stupid. Leopard skin. Uh. And then uh, we had Jason Akana, who was our composer, and you know they had a lot of work in this episode because he had to do all the instruments, right? So he played the bagpipe, mm-hmm. he played the vuvuzela, he played all this, the, the Swiss Alphorn, and he had to do all that shit in his studio. And we had him in that opening one lead us into Hot Blooded, right, with the bagpipe, which I love. <laughs> this is really coming along. I think I'm a natural. And if I remember correctly, and this might be, I might be wrong about this, but he was so swamped with quasi music yeah. that for many of the first few episodes, he couldn't even jump in. Like we were just using old catalog. We were using a lot of stuff. This was the first episode where we, we put the fucking weight on him. And right. we're like, all right, your quasi work is over. Yeah. Let's fucking go. We need some bagpipe. <laughs> we need some vuvuzela yeah. or vuvuzela. Yeah. We need some French alphorn. And he did it. And, and it came out great. And he did it. Um, but I think the bagpipe thing was certainly something um, that we joked about um, that Terry would be playing the bagpipes and how that's a funny runner and um, how it's it's such a, a, it's kind of a silly instrument. Not, I mean, it's a lovely instrument, but it's like, you know. Well, it's a noisy instrument. It's really loud and you can't modulate it. Which we found uh, out. Yeah. While we were filming. Yes, but this also led us to the that thing which we run into every once in a while is that if I'm gonna play the bagpipes, you know, the true method actor yeah. would take the lessons. De Niro. Yeah, like if I was, the, if I was like a concert pianist, you know, I'd, I'd kind of learn to do it and I would practice and da 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 Yeah. And that's not really my style. That's never been your bag. It's never been my thing. Baby. Um, where, um, uh, you know, like we, when we did Club Dread and we have a clip of Club Dread, uh, I had the sword play that I had to do. Yeah, you were supposed to be basically like a samurai, a swordsman. I was a swordsman. Yeah. And um, I remember we were going to shoot it and um, uh, I think the producers and whatever, and, and you guys were like, hey, you wanna, well, the producer was like, uh, Rich Perello was like, do you wanna take lessons? You know, some of these martial arts lessons. To look good doing to look it. At, and I was like, what? And he's like, you know, so that you can look, you know, what you're doing, you know? And I was like, I'm not gonna fucking take lessons for it. Look at me, I'm just waving the swords around. That's what I'm gonna do. Right, but it's like, if you ever saw like, Dragon, the Bruce Lee story, or any martial sure. arts film, or yeah. anything like the guy, you know, they're, they're like twirling and doing all this yeah, stuff. Like, like it's, whoa, it's sweet. Yeah. That's what we were hoping for. <laughs> but instead, this is what we got. You got this stupid fucking thing where, but that's funnier. It's funnier. And also, you know, but I mean, imagine, what, I know it's going to be on the screen for like one second, but and I'm going to take lessons. <laughs> Boy, you and Brian Cox. I'll tell you what, he is a pleasure to work with. Everything he does is excellent. You're a fucking hack. You are a hack. Well, it was the same situation here where it was like, do you want to take bagpipe lessons? No, I don't want to take bagpipe lessons. Right. Uh, well, in this, you know, you play the, I play the bagpipe a lot through this thing. Yeah. And, you know, the fingers are all over the place. And I get the general idea. You squeeze it, you blow into it, and you do the fucking boo doo doo you know? And so I just said, I'll, I'll get it close. Yes. Yeah. Well, there's a different philosophy. It's like, and it's gone all the way back to like super troopers. You know, like in the opening scene where we meet Farva, he's supposed to be typing, looking something up on the computer, and it's yeah. like, are you actually gonna like type, or is it, are you just gonna do comedy typing? Yeah, you comedy know? typing. You do comedy typing. Yeah, yeah. yeah you know, yeah. that's fine. That's fine. I accept it. Although, you but know. I, you know, I watched the episode, and I believe that I'm playing the bagpipe. Right. It's believable. Well, because. Also, because the character doesn't know how to play the bagpipe. He's supposed to be terrible at it. Well, and so I, I'll, I'll remind you, you, you had a, a, um, an excellent director for this episode who would tell you in the early scenes, Kev, you're playing too fast. You're play- too well. You have to. You're too good. You've got to be struggling. It's got to be slow and almost too methodical and mm. clumsy. Mm. Your director. Uh-huh. 
your director taught you those things. Okay. That's called, people want to know what a director does? They direct oh. hacks Who? into being good <laughs> on screen. You found my performance? I, I did. Uh, who was the director? You. Steve Lemmy. Steve Lemmy was the director. You did a great job in this episode, Steve. Thank you very much. The other thing uh, is that this bagpipe story was also semi-true story between me and you. Yes. Uh, in that um, you are one of these guys. My, my son is the same way. You're one of these guys where you get, a, you get hooked on a thing, you know, or like you want to do a thing and you'll like do it for like a, like a couple of weeks and you, you'll <laughs> say like, I'm going to do this thing and become great at this thing and then you, you, you give it up. Okay, right. and you're one of those guys who's a fucking asshole. <laughs> you're one of those guys who when people say stuff like that, first of all, I don't say, and I didn't say, here, here's what happened. Here's yeah. what happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We were, ha- we're doing a podcast, and yeah. we were talking about, the speech is kind of in the episode. New Year's Day 2020. You asked me if I had any New Year's resolutions, and I said, I think I'd like to learn to play the guitar. And you went, Pfft, yeah, right. Good luck with that. But you said, do you have any New Year's resolutions? And I said, I think I'm going to try to teach myself to play the guitar. I didn't say I'm going to become an expert at this. Sure. I said, I'm going to try to teach myself how to play the guitar. And to me, you're like, okay, (laughs) good luck with that. And it's like, but I had a plan. I had like, I I bought like a CD. You bought that video game. Rocksmith. uh, Rocksmith. Right, Rocksmith. (laughs) Rocksmith. You plug it into the PlayStation 4. But it's not even a real guitar, right? No, it is. Isn't it the thing with the lit up? uh, No, no, that's Guitar Hero. That's a a, a rock band. That's what I mean. Those are video games. That's what I pictured. No, I bought an electric guitar, like an intro guitar, and you plug it into the, like the the Rocksmith came with an attachment. Right. That you could plug in your guitar to it, and you tune your guitar. You're looking at the screen. Yeah, yeah. You tune your guitar, and then it starts leading you through lessons. Okay. Including tremolo, which is... (laughs) But, you know, it's like I had a baby at the time. Whatever. I'm not going to make excuses. Oh, now you make excuses already. I'm not going to make excuses. Already you're making excuses? Jesus. But you're you're a dream squasher. You're a dream crusher. It's realism. It's real. The speech is in the thing, too. I've seen it. I've seen you... I'm gonna learn magic. I'm gonna learn to juggle. Because every new year, you have some new resolution. One year it's juggling, then it's running marathons, then I wanna do magic, then it's hypnosis, then I'm gonna ride a unicycle, and you never follow through on it. And then, and then you do it for a little while, and then you give it up. I never that's said, fine. I never said. My I, kid's the same way. I never that's said fine. I was gonna, don't you compare me to <laughs> Buck Heffernan. Don't you compare me to fucking Hunter from the well. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. I never said I'm going to learn magic. I like magic. Yeah. And I never said I'm going to learn how to juggle. I know how to juggle. Okay. All right. With two hands and one hand. Okay. Okay. <laughs> but I did. Uh, okay. So what happened with the guitar I did, in real life? I what did happened? at one point teach myself, try to teach myself how to play the harmonica. That's another one. That's Jesus. another story, which I, I don't want to tell that story. Okay. That's right. But what happened with the guitar? I stopped playing it. Okay. You see what I'm talking about, guys? Whatever. Let's talk about display. Yeah. Let's dis- talk about display. Display? Yeah, dis- or, display. Or display. Okay. Do you know what display is? Uh, they're a company that make these metal posters. Yeah, they are one of a kind. Yeah. Metal poster. Like pieces of art. Yeah, they're designed to capture uh, your whatever is going on in your head, whether you want to create a piece of art yourself or you want to take something that's already established like um, you know Displate has over one million logo designs like they've got Star Wars they've got right. Marvel they've got DC they've got all that stuff and they got uh, Bad Friends also look at this yeah it's Santino and Bobby Lee so like a couple that, guys we know That oh autograph too that yeah. could be a Super Troopers poster if you it want it could be yeah it could be a Tacoma poster if you want it is and the, good, the cool thing about these things like they're metal right so no paper they don't get ripped they last forever and then you're, they're all, all magnetized, right? So you put this little magnety thing on here, and then you just stick it to the wall. Oh, look, it's also signed by the guy who designed it. That's yeah. pretty cool. But it's a, a unique uh, magnet mounting system, okay? So there's no drilling into the wall, no nails in the wall. You I just, got a question for you, bro. Yeah, bro. What is that? What is, is, it like, is it like Middle Earth or some shit? What is that? So this is something. It's a yeah. map, for sure. It's not a map of anywhere in the world I recognize. No. It, 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 and it, I've been it, everywhere. You really have been. You've been uptown and downtown. <laughs> But, but that's like uh, that was like some sort of like fantasy world or something. There's definitely a fantasy world. I don't think it's Middle Earth because yeah. if it was Middle Earth, you get the Eye of Sauron someplace. <laughs> and there's no Eye I of Sauron. I bet they have that. I bet they have that. 
Like yeah. if you want the Eye of Sauron or something, you can get that. Oh, you there. can definitely get the map of Middle I'm Earth. Sure you you can get get that whatever there. you want. Yeah. Whatever you want. Right. You could get um like what's that like Westeros? Yeah. Get that kind of stuff from yeah. that uh, the 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 and Game of Thrones. And you put your face on it. Yeah. Right, you get like Dinklage and put your face on it. Yeah, or you could like here's, or like Cersei. Here's well, I also think you could have like you could have like Westeros. Yeah. You could have like uh, you know like Kevinos <laughs> up here. Like you could have like you could be the master of a, of a right. land. Right, that's awesome. But that's the beauty of these things. You can design whatever you want. They're eco friendly. I heard too. Do you know what? Yeah. For every design they sell, yeah. they plant a tree. Shut up. They plant a really? tree. Really? Yeah. So not only are they saving paper, but they're adding trees. Yeah, they're making oxygen. That's great. Isn't that cool? All right, how do you do it? They're making paper. How do you? How do I get one of these things? Okay, so you go to the link. Yeah. It's right here. Yeah. And you enter the promo code TALKOMA, T-A-L-K-O-M-A. T-A-L-K-O-M-A. Okay, so you go to this link right here, displate.com slash TALKOMA FD, and you enter the promo code TALKOMA, T-A-L-K-O-M-A. Yeah. What do you get? For that, yeah. you get 22% discount if you order one or two displate. That's pretty good. If you order three or more, you get 33% off. That's one third. That is one so third So three off. or more displate, you get a third off yeah. the cost of all three of them. And here's what you could do. You could send them a poster of you and they'll turn you like into a, a wolf or a god right. or something right. like that. Okay. Right. And then you could send them, you could say, I also want that Super Troopers poster. Right. And then you could say, also, I want... Um, to give my uh, my friend Kevin a gift, right? And I'm going to send him a photo of, of my of, bicep. Of uh, I'm going to make him Black Widow. I'm going to put Shh. Kevin in like a spandex black outfit. Sure. And make him like the Black Widow. Or, or, sure. Or you could say, you know what? I want to send him a map of Middle Earth, and instead <laughs> of the Eye of Sauron, I'm going to have the Eye of Hefauron. Right. And I'm going to put a little star and say, "You are here." Exactly. That's what you can do, dude. Display. We got it. Yeah. We got it. But that's man. not display. You got to order your own display. Okay. So you go to the site, you put in the promo, T A L K O M A, and you get these discounts and you get display. Yeah. Discounts and display. And display is a great gift. Right. Display or display <laughs> or, or whatever plate. You your get. plate. Humor do. Yagar bra. Taxamiket. Yag ietasti. Hey. Sniga brilor. Okay, what language am I speaking? What did I just say? I was speaking Swedish. I said, hi, how you doing? I'm doing well. My name is Steve, cool sunglasses. Now here's the thing. If you want to learn a language, the best way to do that is by immersion, living in a place where the language is spoken. But since nobody really gets to do that, the next best way is with Babbel. Okay, Babbel has their own theme song. It's my favorite sound in the world because that sound is the sound of learning. That's right. With Babbel, for just 10 minutes a day, you could be speaking a new language in three weeks. And if you can do that in three weeks, just imagine what you could do in a whole year. Okay. So if like one in five people learning a new language is on your bucket list for 2024, Babbel is the place to go. Okay. Because for just 10 minutes a day in three weeks, you can be learning practical stuff like asking for directions. Uh, ordering food off a menu, asking for help, how much does something cost, and you don't have to use one of those clumsy language apps. So we have a special deal for our listeners, okay? You listen to Tacoma, you go to babble.com slash Tacoma, okay? That is B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash Tacoma, T-A-L-K-O-M-A. And you'll receive 55% off of your Babbel subscription. That's for our listeners only. So 55% off. Go to babble.com slash talkoma, okay? Rules and, restriction, rules and restrictions apply. Now, studies by Yale University of Michigan have shown that 15 hours of babble is the equivalent of an entire semester at a college. What does that say to me? Well, one of two things. Either that college is a waste of time or that babble is just as good as going to a college. I prefer that. So... Go to babble.com slash talkoma. 55% off your subscription to Babbel. You will be learning Swedish in three weeks or Spanish or Italian or Russian or Chinese. It doesn't matter. Any language you want. Okay. Developed by over 150 language experts, Babbel is conversational. It's practical. 
And it's the way to go if you want to learn a new language. Talk some meat, Ket. Hey, Doc. Hey, everybody. Blue Chew wants to help you have better sex. Ooh. All right? So discover your free options at bluechew.com. Chew it and do it. Oh, man. You are a great spokesman for sex. Huh? This is great. Pretty good. We have a special deal for our listeners here. Yeah. You go to bluechew.com and enter our promo code TALKOMA, T-A-L-K-O-M-A, and you get the first month free. Okay, you just pay $5 for shipping. Go to bluechew.com, enter our promo code TALKOMA, T-A-L-K-O-M-A, and the first month will be free. You'll get uh, bluechew.com's uh, special tablets. You'll be making some blue love, though. Yeah. Like, like Avatar. Oh, yeah. You know, like when you, you, they put the tail inside the other tail? They do the tails, though. Yeah. I don't think we can do that. So visit bluechew.com, promo TALKOMA, T-A-L-K-O-M-A. Mm-hmm. Uh, and thank you, Blue Chew, for sponsoring our podcast. Thanks, Blue Chew. You see what I'm talking about, guys? Whatever, bro. The fuck do you know? You don't even have New Year's resolutions. Or, or you do. Or no, you do. They're, they're not realistic. You're like, I'm not going to eat uh, <laughs> bread when we go out to dinner. Yeah. You lose, I'm going to lose weight. Your first fucking meal. I'll lose like five pounds, and then I'll gain 20. That's the way it works. Yeah. Anyway. Um, but, but so, yes. That that's the plot in this thing, and that's where we drew from our real life situation. Correct. Where it was like, you know, well, and, you, the, and the other thing is a prayer for Owen. Meany. A prayer for Owen Meany. I've, that's another thing, which is a runner through all the through season, the whole at least this through the season whole, two through the whole TV show. Yeah, I, I, where you can't truth. you can't read Owen Meany. I can't. I, and at, when we first started uh, with the TV show, I had tried twice. Yeah, and then I started a third time, and I always stop at like page seventy two. Yeah. And I was like, this time I'm going to do it. I started a third time. I still haven't done it. It stopped me again in the 70s. I'm like, ah. You want to know something funny? We were watching uh, uh, one of the earlier episodes of the season. I was watching it with my parents. And we're watching, watching, watching. And there's a scene where you, one of the early scenes where you read Owen Meany, you know. And uh, my dad was like, what's the deal with Owen Meany? And I was like. <laughs> exactly uh, like that, I bet. Yeah. And I was like, well, uh, you know, it's this book that Lemmy treasures. He's like. I've been trying to read that book for years. Yes. He said, He said I have tra- started that book like four times and I just can't finish it. Thank you. It's just one of those books. And I was like, well, you should read it. It's good. I've read it. Uh, you should read it. And I said, that's the- funny you say that because that's Lemmy's problem and that's what we put it there. Is that Lemmy can't read, can't finish A Prayer for Own Beanie. I what just, are you doing? No to Mike Heffernan? Well, I, you know, because, well, next week's episode, we're going to fry him uh, with, <laughs> with his, his chicken cooking. <laughs> we are. But I'm happy to hear the story about uh, your dad and yeah. Owen Meany. And also, Same thing. I just wrote down John Irving because now we're, like, starting to stockpile stories. Oh, geez, the John Irving story. Yeah. Ooh, boy. That's a Let's Kevin, hold on to that one. A Kevin Heffernan. Should uh, we hold on to that one? Yeah, we should hold on to that okay. one because we got an episode we have to talk about here. What uh, We haven't even talked about the gang stuff. Let's the, talk about the, it. The Ike. So the whole premise of... Um, you know, uh, of this thing was that Ike, you know, he, t- he tells these ridiculous stories that have no basis in reality. And it kind of a, a boy who cried wolf situation where he tells all these stupid stories and then reveals that he is a member, was a member of a Belgian gang, right? So, which is a whole other thing. And so we had a bunch of these stories and some of them. Well, yeah. Well, so like my wife from is, you. is one of those people yeah. who like, she's got these facts that right. you're like, bull <laughs> shit, honey, please. And then you go and look, she's like, look it up. Uh-huh. And, the, and then you look it up. And one of them was, you know, it's illegal to take sand from the beach. Do you guys know it's actually illegal to take sand from the beach? <laughs> yeah, right. No, it's true. In some cases, it's punishable with jail time or up to a $100,000 fine. And I looked it up and sure enough, it's illegal. From, in certain beaches, it's illegal. Like, you can get fined up to $100,000. Right, okay. Taking sand from the beach. And then I looked up the uh, this fact that uh, grizzly bears and polar bears can, in fact, mate and have, and they create something called pizzly bears. <laughs> which we which put, just sounds like bullshit. It sounds so stupid, but yeah. But you're going to stand by it? I, I will stand by it. Look okay. it up. Pizzly bears. You told us that polar bears and grizzly bears have sex and give birth to pizzly bears. Oh, my God. Google it. I don't have to because it's not true. Well, maybe you should just believe me because I'm your friend. That's not how friendship works. Too old-fashioned for you? Just believing in a friend? Pizzly bears. Come on, man. Pizzly poo. But so uh, Ike is one of those guys, and he's notorious for doing that. And he right. tells people, like, look it up. And they're like, there you go. Pizzly bears exist. And they're more, and they're more common, common than, than you, you might think. think. So wait, it's a grizzly bear and a polar bear. Yeah. And they just make gigantic Pizzly uh, bears. beige bears. Pizzly bears. <laughs> <laughs> and they're just beige? Is that what they are? Yeah, there's one. There's one right now. A Pizzly bear. 
Okay, so Ike tells you stories, and it leads to this situation. No one believes him. No one believes him in whatever he says. Then he looks at the photo, and it's Lucy uh, at the at the Pelletieri Farms fire, which oh, yeah. is a little Easter egg. Uh, we misspelled. Our, our, our writers. Our friend Mike Pelletieri. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, we misspelled his name intentionally. It mm-hmm. drives him crazy. It makes him mad. And, uh, and yeah, and he tells a story about how he was in a Belgian street gang. Right. And so um, part of that idea came from me making fun of you. Are you starting to sense a trend here? It's uh, my stories, my life, and Kevin. Well, here, okay, we'll, we'll let them decide, right? Not believing or so, not being supportive. Um, you would tell stories about growing up on the Upper East Side of New York. Yeah, Manhattan. And Yorkville. Um, Yorkville. Yeah. It's a German Irish neighborhood. It's not really Yorkville. You're, not, you're over from Yorkville. No, far. it's fucking Yorkville. Yorkville's a little farther east. What do you know about I know Yorkville? Plenty. I know plenty. It's a German Irish neighborhood. Um, I'm Irish. Um, and then uh, you would talk about. You're like soft Irish. Your, your you know, junior high school gang. Do you, do you fight? <laughs> if you don't fight, you're soft Irish. I'm okay. talking about hard Irish. Okay. We're about to have a hard Irishman on here. Okay, I know. Yeah. Okay. But wh- what I'm talking about is you used to tell these stories about this gang that used to run around on the Upper East Side. <laughs> Every. <laughs> and they were what? They were like the 82nd Street Boys, right? No, that's what you called them. Uh, that's what I called them when we put them in the episode. They were the 84th Street Gang. It's, it's a real gang sign. It's the 82nd Street Boys. What is that, a boy band? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not, actually. It's the sign for the 82nd Street Boys. They are a very dangerous street gang in the little Belgium district of Tacoma. And that crisscross pattern, that's the Belgian waffle. Don't make that sign. <laughs> <laughs> and everybody who grew up in Yorkville or on yeah. the Upper East Side of, yeah. of Manhattan uh, in the eighties right. knew about. Now look, the, but the, they were they the, were little rich white kids. N- Let's not kid each other. No, they weren't. Yes, they were. No, they weren't. You're telling me the eighty fourth Street Boys were the rough and tumble kids Dude. from fucking north of the tracks. Well, here's is the funny here's the me? funny part about it is there were <laughs> I, I don't there were two redheaded twins. <laughs> Right, the sons of a dentist. I won't say their name, but their last name was Rubenstein. <laughs> but these kids were so fucking tough, and they and and the gang itself was made the up. The Rubenstein of, twins were the toughest kids on the Upper East Side. No, that this, by the way, this is the fucking thing I have to put up with. It starts with the episode. It's like everything about this episode. Like you know, I'm like, hey, we should do a Scottish Highlander thing. Oh bullshit! How are we going to do that? You know, it's this is what we argue about. I'm telling the story about this gang. And it's a German-Irish gang. Now, grant, they accepted a couple of Jewish twins in there. But then there were <laughs> and also- And they were all like 14, right? I mean, they're all like your age. Yeah, they were all high schoolers. There are probably some like 20-year-olds in there. Okay. They're delinquents. And okay. they hung out outside of Mimi's Pizzeria on 84th Street and Lexington Avenue. Okay. And, and that's that's between Park and Madison? Or what is it? Uh, 84th and <laughs> Lexington. You guys shut the fuck up in there. <laughs> Okay, let me tell you, everybody, I want people who have, who have uh, grown up on the Upper East Side yeah. to chime in. These guys terrorize people. Yeah. They terrorize the neighborhood. And the Rubensteins, they went on to Harvard and started Facebook, right? <laughs> Isn't that what they... <laughs> okay, anyway, that was, and he, would, he was okay. like, well, the 82nd Street Boys. Right. And so we were like, that was the inspiration for this. Right. We're like, let's call this gang the 82nd Street Boys, and no one believes how tough they are. And, like, what's the equivalent of that? Let's put them, let's make them a Belgian street gang. Sure. And Ike grew Which, up. Which, you know, is also maybe racist. I mean, the, the idea is let's pick the least tough, in our mind, yeah. gang that it would be, and it was Belgian. Well, the racist part was that then we were like, let's make a list of all these Belgian trappings. Like, what sure. are the Belgians like? Yeah, waffles, mayonnaise, mayonnaise on their the French Smurfs. fries. Yeah, the Smurfs. <laughs> we, lo- we looked it up. That Brussels was, sprouts. We just looked it up. What, what, oh, my God. The Wait, the Smurfs are a Belgian creation? Like, okay. And so we created our list of uh, – and, and, you know, at one point uh, Ike says that's a, uh, that's a horrible stereotype. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, I just thought they dipped everything in mayo. Like they do with french fries and oysters and waffles. They don't dip everything in mayo. That's an ugly stereotype. Please stop perpetuating it. Ike, now you know damn well they do that. Okay, yes, maybe with the oysters and the french fries and stuff like that. But certainly not with waffles. I mean, come on, not with waffles. But that was the genesis of this idea. Sure, yeah. Where uh, Ike has, has this hidden past that he's escaped and left behind. Right. But now Lucy has done this. Signal, which is the Belgian waffle. <laughs> right. It's not Shakespeare. The, I've the said two it before. Four. I love it. I love yeah, it. It's the two four for station twenty four. Yeah, but that's the Belgian waffle gang sign. And then sure enough, boom. They show and so up. then the idea was 
yeah, they really are a gang, and this guy's fucking scary. Well, but as as we were writing it, it's like we yeah. had first they they festooned the side of the station with uh, they did a drive by, <laughs> and and the f- waffle tag and forked uh, waffles <laughs> and and butter patties. Yeah, uh, and Sarah. One of my favorite scenes across fantastic the, scene by Gabe. The door of the station, and and by the way, when we're writing this, we're like, this is so fucking this stupid. What are we this doing here? Yeah. But we did it, and uh, and then we, you know, of course, the question is like, this has to be a prank. Like, this can't be real. This, sure. this gang can't be real. Yeah. But here we are. We're gonna create the softest gang we can, but they're really tough. Yeah. You don't want to fuck with them. No. They'll cut your digits off. Yeah. And 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 because also Ike is talking about uh, how the 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 guy who brought him into the gang was a guy named Gherkins Richard. <laughs> right. P- <laughs> Pickle Dick. <laughs> That's our inside joke. Pickle Dick. Right. Although you say it later, you call him Pickle Dick. I later do call him that episode. later. Ike. Who's this guy? Your trainer? <laughs> oh, this is uh, this is Gherkins Richard. Ha <laughs> ha! What up, Pickle Dick? <laughs> pickle Dick. No, Pickle Dick. That's a different guy. We make fun of him sometimes. We have him in here. <laughs> no, no, we're talking about this guy. Gherkins, Pickle, Richard, Dick. Pickle Dick. <laughs> no. I feel like the Belgians and the and the Dutch might come after us at some point. I might get sick and tired of our is, shit. You think we're gonna be pissed them off? Well, because remember in... Uh, is there really a Belgian mafia? Well, remember in episode 201, season two, the first episode, I talked about how I had uh, I had met a Dutch guy named Farten. <laughs> yeah, his, right. his name was spelled F-A-A-R-T-E-N. Right. Son, the hardest I ever laughed was the time I met a Dutch fellow whose name was Farten. So just know, windmills and clogs aren't the only funny things in Holland. The other funny thing was his tattoo, right? So, so Gabe had to get this gigantic tattoo on his thigh, his gang tattoo, and it was beautiful. It's a beautiful tattoo with the waffle and the butter and the strawberries. The strawberries that are skulls. Hysterical. Yeah. Uh, and it was, you know, a process where you had to get those things put on or whatever. But now what happens then is, and we found this out with the scar we put on Eddie Panisi, and we found out with whatever tattoos we dealt with. Hassey has a tattoo. Yeah. Uh, you know, from the narrative. And so once you write this in then that's his tattoo. That's the character's tattoo. And anytime you see that body part, that body part, you got to have that t- tattoo on it. Well, and additionally, <laughs> additionally, we were going to do something where he tells, he tells uh, the crew, like I've told you, the crew's like, you've never told us you were about, about right. this uh, Belgian street gang. He's like, yes, I have. And then we do one of our montages. And you never told us you were in the Belgian street gang. I absolutely did. Did I ever tell you I was in a Belgian street gang? I told you I was in a Belgian street gang, right? I was in this Belgian street gang. Did I ever tell you guys I was in a Belgian street gang? Did I ever tell you I was in a Belgian street gang? Yeah, man, the 82nd Street Boys, they were some badass dudes. I'm not trying to show you my nuts. It's a tattoo. It's a gang tattoo. I was in a gang called the 82nd Street Boys. Wow. I do not remember that. Right, right, which we've done two other times, I think, right? Where um, we just flash back through all the episodes of him saying the line that's relevant. And this was, you know, did and I ever tell you I'm in a Belgian street gang? Yeah, so in season two, we did it. Any of that. You said a million times you'd never want to be chief. Bullshit, name one time. Your job sucks. I would never be chief. I would never be chief. Never be chief. Chief? Me? No way. I'd rather eat a bug than be a chief. You couldn't pay me enough to be chief. I would hate to be the chief. I would never be chief. I would never be chief. What did Eddie the Dolphin say when he was asked if he wanted to be chief? <laughs> I'd rather have the devil f- me up the ass with his white hot barbed dick than be chief. I was peacocking. Never believe me when I'm peacocking. So basically you'll be in a, a totally different episode and you'll you'll finish shooting the dialogue of the scene and then like be like, hey Gabe, say I've never, uh, did I ever tell you I was in a Belgian street gang? Yeah. <laughs> Here we you go. get into the frame with him and let's do the Belgian line that way. Did I ever tell you guys I was in a Belgian street gang? And now Gabe, give me a, uh, did I ever tell you I used to be in a Belgian street gang? Granny, this reminds me of the time I was in this Belgian street gang. And shh, shh, look, look, look. Hey, cut, Frank. All right, cut. And then you kind of cobble them together and you have a funny montage thing in all kinds of outfits and all kinds of settings and all kinds of hairdos. And it would totally fuck up the editors. Right. Because the editors don't know what that is. They don't know our master plan to right. go into episode eight or we're not communicating with yeah. them. And do this montage thing. And so, like... The editors would come back like, what, what is this fucking line? Where does it fit into the dialogue? You know, and like, I would see it in like gag reels. I would see it in all kinds of stuff where they don't understand what the line or cut in to the actual episode. Right. I was like, no, 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 just hold on. Or to there'd that. be a scene playing, and then before we cut, yeah, it's like, say this. Yeah. But then, but the other thing was a couple of it was Ike pulling down his pants and showing the tattoo. Yeah. And so there were a couple of other days where we had to have that tattoo on him. Yeah. And then there's uh, in episode twelve. Yeah. There's a shower scene. Right. 
where he's got that. We see him. You'll see it soon. Don't worry, folks. We see him run naked. Yeah. It's it's in the script. He runs naked, and we see the the tattoo. Yeah. And he, he came up to me that day. We were, we were shooting the episode, yeah. and, and he's it's like, a pain in the ass to keep putting those tattoos on. But not a huge pain in the ass. It's like, you know when you're a kid and you put the little tattoo, you put the water on it? That's essentially what it is. a little more than that. A little more. There's like, you know, three it takes crew members like, involved. But it takes like five minutes. It takes more than five minutes. 20 minutes. Okay. Well, but whatever. I'm so, oh, I'm sorry. These poor actors have to put on a <laughs> fake tattoo for 20 minutes. That's not what it is. It's, it's time commitment. So Gabe is, is lost to us for those 20 minutes. Yeah, whatever. That's that's producer hat right there. And that's also, and Gabe was complaining about it. And he he came, was, that's the funny thing. He came up to me and, yeah. and was like, uh, uh, so this tattoo, we, we're not really going to see it. I'm like, well, we are because you're naked. He's like, I'm not naked. And, and I'm like, but you you're are. You run across and we see you <laughs> naked. He's like, it doesn't say that in the script. I'm like, it actually does. And he looked at it. And sure enough, it says we see his naked behind pixelated but, and we see the tattoo. And, and he's like, Oh, fine. Well, fuck me. I guess I should have read the script before I fucking came to you. <laughs> and he walked away, but he was funny about it. He was funny about it. But he had to, you know, we had to have that tattoo make a lot of appearances sure. throughout the season. Sure. It's just, you know, be careful what you wish for. You know what I mean? You're going to write a funny tattoo. And now if we ever shoot any more episodes where he shows his haunch, yeah. then we got to put the tattoo on his haunch. Right. But actors <laughs> always try to, they try to find loopholes and sure. use things against you. Like he's like, well, in season one, when we showed me as a stripper, you didn't see that tattoo. And, and yeah. I was like, because in your, in your stripper world, you cover it up because you, yeah. you don't want people to know that you're, you're a gang member. Gang. Yeah. Boom. And those are the conversations we have. Oh, well, don't you have it all thought out? Yeah. Great. Okay. So that's the tattoo. Um, uh, let's talk, let's get to our guest. Let's get to, our, get guest. to our guest. Yeah. Let's get to our guest. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, joining us right now is our good friend Timothy Murphy. Uh, he played Gherkins Richard yeah. in the latest episode of Tacoma FD. Um, big trouble, little Je- big trouble in little Belgium, mm-hmm. right? And uh, we needed a tough motherfucking Belgian to come in, and uh, he was the man. You've seen him in everything. I mean, you've seen him. He's like the hardest working actor in Hollywood, and you've known from Sons of Anarchy and MacGruber and Snowpiercer and True Detective and NCIS, and I can go on and on and on. But uh, <laughs> you know him from all kinds of stuff, Mr. Timothy Murphy. And everybody. good and good range will play Irish villains, Russian villains. I love the Russian villains that he plays. That's good shit. I, I think I first met, uh, not met Tim Murphy, but became aware of Tim Murphy as a Russian villain and was like, ooh, that's a sinister fucking... From what, like MacGruber, were you Russian MacGruber? I wasn't. I was no. I was Irish and MacGruber. The biggest. Well, I played loads of Russians, but yeah. that uh, that that commercial I did for Directv That's went viral, right. where I played a Russian <laughs> oligarch and I kissed a giraffe and all that. Yeah. <laughs> That's the serious acting work that we responded to. Yeah, honestly, Wendy O'Brien. So the way it works is we're like, this is what we're looking for, and then she says, "How about Timothy Murphy?" and holds up like sends us uh, your reel, and we're like. Holy fucking shit! It our man, our man crush uh, switch Meter goes off, gets flicked. Well, she cast Sons of Anarchy <laughs> too. She cast that. She cast you probably in Sons of Anarchy. So um, she did, yeah, yeah. And so she she was singing your praises, and we're like, no, no fucking question. Let's do it. When when uh, when it. we sent you a Belgian crime boss thing, we we're like, what the fuck is this thing? <laughs> I thought it was great. I thought it was so funny. You know, I mean, I the, the you know the. The most famous Belgian person since uh, Jean Claude Van Damme, basically. You know, you're so, lucky. We we were going to yeah. ask you to do uh, do the splits like Van Damme on the uh, kitchen counter. <laughs> I love you should you yeah you should have CGI that, but you didn't have the money. Obviously, yeah, that would have been money. cool. Yeah, <laughs> Tim, how how I'm like I'm sure you've told the story a million times. But like I asked you on set, I was like, how did you find your way into this business? And you told me a really cool story about, uh, you know, how you got your start. Yeah, I, I did a commercial over in, uh, in down in Florida. Um, they were looking for uh, a James Dean lookalike with, um, with, uh, that looked like, yeah, that looked like James Dean. I did this Molson beer commercial, Canadian beer. And, uh, you know, I was on a, I, I was roofing at the time with an Irish roofing squad. So you were you not know, an actor. You were not like a, a, an actor at the time. You were, you were just working. At no, I, I was, I was a normal person, a genuine kind of, you know, <laughs> hard drink, hard drink, an Irish man, you know, going to the pub with my construction buddies. And, uh, this girl said, you should read for this. And I read for it and I got the thing, but it was so humid in, uh, 
in Miami at the time. We're shooting in the Art Deco uh, play uh, area of, you know, South Beach in Miami that uh, I had to be taken out every, you know, uh, no air, air conditioning at the time, taken out every 10 minutes. Uh, I had a wife beat around. These uh, three beautiful Hispanic girls would surround me. they take off the wife beater, you know, powder me down and... Uh, then send me in again. I said, fuck, if this is acting, I'm getting into this shit, you know? So uh, here I am. <laughs> You're the kind of actor I hate. I'm going to tell you why, Tim. Because I, I went into a, an audition one time. I went to meet at an agency, a talent agency in New York. I had done, we were doing our live shows in New York. Yeah. And an assistant came and said, you should come in to Abrams was the agency. You should come in and, and uh, we're going to get you in there with the commercial person. And I was sitting next to a great looking dude with like, you know, crystal blue eyes. And we were talking. He's like, yeah, I did, I did a, a props. And uh, the actress, I, st- I was, uh, <laughs> the actress liked me. She said I should uh, meet her manager. So the manager <laughs> sent me out on a job, and I booked it. <laughs> I love it. And then, well, and then, yeah. I, and then the agent I was going to meet with came out. And like they were like, oh, yeah, Steve Lemmy's out in the waiting room. And she walked right up to that guy, and she was like, Steve? <laughs> and I was like, uh, no, I'm Steve. She's like, oh. And and then she she said, hey, to that guy, leave your head shot. I think I got something that you'd be perfect for. And he was like, okay. Boom. And then I went in and met with uh, that casting agent, and it didn't go well. Because they're real people. Like, Tim Murphy's a real person. You're just a, you're just a polished actor. I'm not polished. Yeah, you're, yeah. you're one of those. Oh, I, oh, now turn the tables on me. <laughs> yeah, meanwhile, yeah, look but... at his fucking IMDb, IMDb page. He's got like 150 credits on it. I know, but his first thing, like, <laughs> we needed a James Dean looking guy. That, that's Tim's modest way of saying I'm fucking hot as shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've always been hot as shit, you know, even working in construction on the roof with my shirt off and shit, you know. So, uh, <laughs> nah. but for, yeah, I was, I mean, I, I, I had, I did loads of, I went to college and I did loads of different, I mean, I worked in a concrete local in New York at one stage, yeah, and, and then I was driving trucks and then I, uh, you know. And then I did a little commercial and trained as an actor and, uh, you know. And boom. That was yeah, it. Acting's, you know, it's, a, it's, a, it's more comfortable, right? I mean, come on. Oh, my God, compared to friggin' sweating <laughs> on a roof in Florida, know. you know? Yeah, yeah. In all your credits and all the things that you've done, has anyone ever asked you to do a Belgian accent before? No, that was unique. I was... Because okay. uh, you drilled I lo- it. Actually, you drilled actually it. guys, I, I loved your script. I mean, I, I thought it was fucking so funny, you know? So uh, I said, shit, th- th- this is funny. So I was looking at, you know... Flemish and then French and and Dutch and all that combination, you know. So uh, well, it's the beauty of it. it. Like when you write it, you don't, you're not, sh- it doesn't, you don't hear it. It doesn't speak, you know. And then you came in, and it was one of those beautiful moments of where you actually hear it spoken by someone who's really delivering that accent. And it was a great moment because you're like, holy shit, there's the character. I put it there. Oh shit! Hello, everyone. I'm Gherkins Richard. Well, also, see, like, so, Tim, we've been talking about this in this podcast so far. Like, you, who don't want to do any training, like, in the bagpipe or anything like that. Yeah, I don't like to do any any hard work. (laughs) Tim is a professional. Like, I don't know, uh, Tim, if you remember this, but, like, Tim wouldn't come onto the set until it was time for him to make his first appearance. Okay. okay. Because he wanted to have that weight for everybody else when they first see Gherkins Richard in, in his all his black satin glory. <laughs> yeah, I didn't want to be, uh, you know, fraternizing with you guys uh, at the beginning, you know, until I had this character out of the way, you know. <laughs> yeah. God, it's so good. But, but, but and, and these are the funny things that are about our scripts. Because, like, in the script itself, I don't know if you remember this, like, you talked about how when you were a boy growing up in Belgium with your, with your mother and your father... When I was a child in Brussels, <laughs> my mother and father used to bring me to watch RSC Anderlecht football club play. <laughs> and it was, yeah. It was spelled out that way. And you were like, that's actually not the way the Belgian accent would be. It would be more like mother and father. Right, right. And I pushed back yeah. a little bit. You did, because you're when you said a French Canadian, of course. <laughs> Which you, which you did amazing in that little scene in the with the is, is it Super Troopers the the, the penis one yeah, happiness, the, in, the, your, uh, a penis, in, a penis yeah. in your household happiness in your asshole yeah 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 I love that I love that <laughs> no the key to life what's that the key to life is uh, a penis in your asshole I think also that was funny about how you sold I mean that's why those jokes in this episode work like. 
you, you come in tough, you do the accent, and then you do those things like where you draw out the word Smurfs. The Smurfs. But I mean, that was great. That yeah. was great. It just know? adds yeah. that extra fucking layer of. Well, that was because he's doing the Smurf speech, and yeah. it's like each time, it's like, oh, <laughs> draw it out a little. Make the word Smurfs so menacing. That's what it was. It was like the how long can you go before it was? It was, wasn't it? Yeah, until everybody is laughing in the room, you know, or breaking up. Yeah. Uh, the other thing that that I thought was funny is like, well, um, you know, it's kind of the nature of the show. Also, where, where my character it doesn't necessarily interact a lot with with the kind of rank and file guys, which is what this story is. That's Ike's story, whatever. So we didn't have a, much stuff, you and I, until we got into that shower scene. And that's right. Like, that's right. Yeah. Know, I felt like by that time, it's just me and Lemmy, like, make it fun of you. <laughs> He's a Belgian crime boss. Yeah, very good friend of mine. I used to cut bologna for him. Belgian crime boss. Yeah. <laughs> Are you kidding me? That's bologna. <laughs> I am going to make you an offer you can't refuse. <laughs> and I felt kind of terrible, like we're in this thing. And Lemmy and I are just going off, making fun of you. And then we get into that next scene where we're playing for you. And then again, we're kind of making fun of you. And I felt like, you know, we were, I, I didn't know if you were okay with putting up all with our bullshit. <laughs> yeah, I didn't mind. I didn't mind. Once I was paid for it, I didn't fucking mind. You, know, you could have done anything. <laughs> yeah, well, no, I, lo I love working with you guys. It was freaking great, actually. It was like, you know, it's like being back home where you, you fuck with each other all the time, of course. Yeah. So. It's one of our favorite episodes that we've ever done. Right down to that final uh, scene where, it, you know, we modeled it after Godfather, where we're playing the, like the symphony for you yeah. while Ike is putting on the gloves. and That's right. That was a great scene, yeah, actually. Yeah. I loved it. Yeah, yeah. And getting ready. And you think he's going to like, strangle somebody with the garrote, and then he comes out and slices bologna. Slices bologna. Yeah. That, that's really Perfect. What, this episode is... And the show, the whole series is is kind of about slicing. It bologna. is, but that was the well. The pro was the, also the thing, though. Is the end. It's like we're, we we make so much fun of um, Gherkins Richard in that last scene. You and I, yeah. That I made. I was uncomfortable because I felt like you know we were we were giving it too much to Tim, right? You know, but like you know, like we are somewhat professional. Like we <laughs> we looked up. You know, we studied Belgian culture for this episode, and one of the things we found out was that like Belgians don't like to be patted on the back. Come sit, please. Very good. <laughs> okay, listen carefully. Belgians are easily offended. They find back slapping or yawning offensive, so please don't do that and never ever confuse them with French or Dutch people, okay? I'll just keep my mouth shut. Tim, does it yeah. ever does it ever get to you that you've been typecast as the bad guy? <laughs> like, do you ever go home and start to cry and you're like, I'm I'm so fucking misunderstood. Um, yeah, I I I cry and uh, and then I think, fuck it, if they're paying me to play the bad guy, and you know, I've kids to feed, I I'll do it, you know. But uh, as you know, there, I have a huge range, you know. But no, I never get the opportunity to play it. You know? well, except in, in your thing yeah, where well, I play a, a funny bad guy, Belgian. a Belgian. Come on, man. Shit, that's rain uh, right there. I can't do that. It's like, you know, to me, w one of my favorite scenes is the scene where you sit down and you're doing, we wrote the waffle monologue, which was supposed to be like, you know, Christoph Waltz in uh, Inglorious Bastards. Yeah. Where you're spreading, you're talking about uh, the different kinds of Belgian waffles, and, you, and then you're saying, but I don't want to be made uh, a mockery of, of the Belgian culture. As you're dipping mayonnaise, uh, your knife into mayonnaise and spreading it across the waffle, Totally, yeah, yeah. With the gravitas, <laughs> it was perfect. It was exactly what we had hoped for. I love it. I'm glad. I'm glad. I love Christoph Waltz. I mean, yeah, he he got two two Oscars playing the same part. <laughs> yeah, he did. He yeah. did. Did I see you watching some some football some football game? Was it Argentina or was it is it Italy or what? Was Argentina. It? So my father, you know, so, I knew it. Yeah. So he, yeah, he grew up. I mean, he's born and and probably like four or five generations in Argentina after Italy. Um, I see. Yeah. So, yeah, I went to New York to watch when, you know, when, uh, you know, we said if, if Argentina is making it to the finals, I'm going to New York to watch with my dad because we watched, you know, in 78 when they won in 86. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was, and, and so we got to bring my sons and we went and it was, it's a beautiful moment. I'm going to uh, confess something. Yeah. After Argentina won, it was an incredible soccer game. We were there. Amazing. Incredible. Maybe the best finals ever. And yeah. I looked around, I saw my father, I saw my boys in their Argentina, uh, you know, the team, the national team shirts, and I started to cry. Aww. I cried, speaking oh, of I believe crying. It. 
is incredible. You didn't know we were going to get all emotional on this podcast. <laughs> this is a heavy podcast, Tim. It is heavy. We're in a heavy place. Um, Tim, thank you for joining us, uh, and thank you for being a part of the episode. Yeah, thank you, man. True pleasure. Not at all, guys. I thoroughly enjoyed it and hope to work with you guys again. Yeah. All right, buddy. All right. Good talking to you. Thank you, Tim. Same here. We'll see Take you care, soon. boys. Well, that was great. That was excellent. Oh man, I love that guy. He's so everything I see that guy in, he's fucking great. He's 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 got such gravitas. Well, he's he's tough. I, he's, he's so tough. Well, first of all, he's beautiful. Yeah, good looking guy and a tough guy. Yeah, and and can do Russian. Yeah, and can do German. He's always yes, and that, yeah, yeah, and he's Belgian. Like he's he made Belgian tough. He did. Which he's Belgian great. tough. He's Belgian strong. Great. You want to see a gag reel? Yeah. You want to watch gag reel? I love gag reels. Is this your kids playing a prank? Or it's you playing a prank. Either way, a Belgian street bang. Oops, street bang. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> there have been a lot of those. Noise. The Tacoma Tatler just dropped the photo from the Pelletier dairy farm fire. God, I'm out of breath. Aw. <laughs> whoa. <laughs> Noise! The Tacoma Tatler just dropped the Pelletieri photo fire. <laughs> Don't you believe me? <laughs> now do you believe me? Oh fuck! <laughs> Quantum Leap reboot. He's Bacula. He's Bacula. <laughs> okay. Okay, what's going on here, McChiefy? Twenty-six butter sticks, twenty-six waffles, twenty-six strawberries. 82nd Street Boys! BAM! Coming at ya! <laughs> yeah! You're missing four there. You're missing four. Mathematician? Guess what? I'm not a mathematician. I'm a gang member! You ever seen one of those before, huh? Maybe at the market, some guy looked a little rough around the edges. Yeah, guess what? He was in the- <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, what a laugh, huh, Mick? What a riot! Yo, what a riot! <laughs> look at it, Mickleberry! Mickleberry, look at it! <laughs> Not so funny now, is it? Is I Mickleberry? Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. Woo, woo. There's your gag reel, bro. Wow. Pretty good, right? That's a great some gag funny reel. Shit in that. Holy shit, I'm I mean, out of breath. It is. Uh, you know, and, and Gabe had a great time, I think, in that episode. Yeah. Going off. Oh, he got that's so all he did was go going off. off. Um, all right. What uh, are we done? Yeah, we're you done. You got anything else you want to talk about? Yeah. Do you have a dose starting for me? Um, I do. Okay. Um, I'm really hesitant to tell you this. Let me. I didn't want to. Th- I didn't want to say this to you, but I'm, I'm gonna. I'm gonna tell you the truth. I'm gonna come clean. Okay. You know your um. Your toilet overflow that you had <laughs> at your house. Yeah. Well, um, that day at your party, I ate probably like a hundred wings. <laughs> And um, had a lot of beers. And about 11 o'clock at night, I went into that bathroom and I took the biggest shit I've ever taken in my life. And then I stuffed a ton of toilet paper down there. <laughs> and then I flushed and I laughed and I walked away. <laughs> That's your door starting? And I apologize for that. I apologize for causing the overflow in your house that caused all that damage. And how does this make you feel? <laughs> this bullshit door starting <laughs> of yours. You don't believe me? No. 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 You don't take a shit till the morning. That's true. I don't. <laughs> I don't. And I wouldn't take it at your house. No. I take all, I take all my clothes off and sit down in my and just Spread relax. Out. With, Spread out. With a book or something. And, or a desk and, and do some work. Enjoy. Yeah. Roll a desk in there. Do some, well, do some work. During, well, we made quasi. We made quasi. You, you had a, a, a day where you had to drink like three gallons of pomegranate juice. Yeah. It was a scene where I get drunk. I chug a bottle of wine and get drunk. Yeah. And uh, so Rock, our props guy, Who's on Tacoma also put um, gave me pomegranate juice, not thinking about how, that it's a diuretic. 
And uh, I drank probably three bottles of that pomegranate juice, like uh, a shitload. And by the time I got home, I couldn't keep, it was like a cleanse, yeah. you know, like I couldn't keep anything inside of me. But, and you were like, you did like an hour long. I did, I would go into the thing and I'd shit and I'd walk away and then I'd go back up to shit again. And I was like, ah, oh, fuck it. And so I, I brought a little table in and my computer, because I had to prepare for the next day, because I was directing that mm-hmm. movie, Quasi. And so I just sat in the bathroom with, on a little thing and did my work and fucking chat and worked and chat and worked and chat and worked. And um, I'm not lying here. And it cleansed out Folks, my, my body. He works in the toilet. And Rock thought it was so funny. And everyone in the crew thought it was so funny. And so did the actors. And everyone thought it was so funny that I drank all the pomegranate juice and shit in my pants. Anyway, that's so. But anyway, that's how I shit. So you're right. My, my dose dodding is still a lie. Let's just keep it running. Like, oh, I'm at gonna, some point, I'll come up with a dose dodding. I'm going to ask you after the next episode. I thought I might break your heart on that one, though. Well, I know it's bullshit. But that's you, Heffernan, afraid to do real emotion, a real emotional that's true. cleanse. I'm a faux motion guy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I know. Okay. Um, all right, that's it. Thanks, you guys. Thank you, everybody. Uh, thanks for watching another episode of Talk Coma. We got another one coming up, Talk Coma 408. Mm-hmm. The summer barbecue, or as we like to call it, chicken fight. Yep. And I think you're going to like that one. Also autobiographical. Yeah. So we'll see you in that one. Bye-bye, everybody. <laughs>